Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and this episode is brought to you by my sponsor, Certified Piedmontese. I have a great offer for you, so stick around later in the episode. I want to get that to you. But first, let's get to my guest today because we've got a new restaurant, uh, Everett's. We're, we're doing a little bit of an introduction. This is a place that's only been open for a couple months, but already making just some really exciting I think first steps and there's a lot of traction around this place, a lot of social media buzz and and I just can't wait to talk about it, dive into the backstory, dive into the food. And to do that, I have Tyler Thiessen and Adam Mallory. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank us. you for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, since we have multiple voices on the podcast today, can I have each of you introduce yourself individually and kind of your role within Everett's? Uh, well, my name is Adam Mallory. I'm the head chef out at Everett's. Um, I've been in the kitchen for about 20 years now. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's basically right now running the kitchen at Everett's. And I'm Tyler Thiessen. Um, I'm the owner, one of three owners. Um, me, my brother, and, um, Ben Cox are the three owners, but I'm kind of the face of it. The guy there day in, day out, um, helping run the show with Adam here and, uh, yeah, just Excited to be here, excited to talk about the restaurant. And I'm excited to have you. So because Everett's is a new restaurant and a lot of people might be learning about it or experiencing it for the first time, I kind of want to roll out the red carpet for you guys and just let you go. How, how would you describe Everett's to a first-time diner? Um, I think basically it's just like a family-friendly, cool atmosphere that you can get really good food. Um, we don't focus a lot on... Um, doing a bunch of crazy things. We just like to throw out really good flavors that pair well with each other. Um, our menu is very simple, easy to kind of understand and like follow. And then it also frees us up to do a lot of creative things with specials and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like fast, casual dinings, how I'd explain it. Um, you know, a lot of people think since we have like pulled pork sandwiches on the menu that it's a barbecue place, but it's not just strictly barbecue. You know, we have really good burgers and wings and whatnot. Um, a couple of salads, you know, Tyler and I have been talking about doing different specials and we can, you know, go anywhere we can, I would say, to with the specials. You know, like we're running chicken and wild rice soup for tomorrow and doing chicken parmesan sandwiches. Ooh. We got a home cut fries, you know, stuff like that. The Brussels sprout special, you know, like... Oh, yeah. That, that's a winner. Yes, yeah, that's actually on the menu now, so you know people don't have to worry about Brussels not being on the menu. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just a burger, pulled pork sandwich place, wings, couple salads. You know, we have our brownie and and cookies, but then you know it's just simple and delicious. You know, yeah. So yeah, and uh, I think with the smaller menu, we can really focus on the details, like all the way down to the sauces you dip your fries in, stuff like that. Um, kind of just good stick to your ribs food that like everyone enjoys Mm -hmm. now i think before we get into the menu because we're definitely going to talk more about food but i think we have to start really with the name and that ever it was your grandfather tyler and 
there's really kind of a through line I've noticed in a lot of the marketing and a lot of the different ways that you've introduced Everett's and that's family. Family is a very integral part of this concept. Why was it so important for, for family to be like the bedrock of this restaurant to you? Well, so the story kind of behind um, our grandfather is uh, Jake, one of the owners and me, um, we never got the chance to meet our grandfather. He passed away from cancer before both of us were born. And um, our grandmother, who's 90, 93, almost 94 now, um, she's just the greatest soul you'll ever meet. Just the nicest woman. Um, and we've been told stories of how we would would have gotten along with our grandfather so much. Like, we... And we're just very family-oriented in our family. Like, family's everything to us. Um, all the way down to like the nine nieces and nephews I have, um, all the way up to our grandmother. Like, blood, sweat, and tears went into building out the restaurant. My dad was there day in, day out, um, doing a bunch of renovation. Um, And then, yeah, we just were a very tight-knit family, and it was kind of a cool way to, um, like, carry on our grandfather's name and the memory of him. And that's why when you walk in, you see his name big on the wall, a picture of him, like, because this is something he would have loved. He was a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll, and that's kind of the vibe that we wanted to go for, and I think we hit the nail on the head with it. And I think, you know, we were kind of getting into the menu a little bit. It's, you mentioned this is a family-friendly restaurant. These are family-friendly foods, so, like, not only is this restaurant like honoring your family and honoring your grandfather Everett. But it's also, I think, providing diners a chance to kind of a place to establish similar family bonds, right? Most definitely, yeah. Um, The cool thing that I've noticed with people coming into the restaurant, like when you kind of tell them the story, because people want to know, like, and when you can provide that um, little extra, like, that little extra um, bit of humanity. Yeah. The little extra humanity, kind of a backstory of like why we're doing what we're doing, what the, what the basis of what we wanted to do. Um, people love that. And that's something I like, I wasn't expecting at all. I was just kind of like, if we get the food out there, people are going to love the food. Um, and we weren't really focused on the atmosphere aspect of it in the beginning, but like, with it being our namesake, like, it just made it so much easier to provide that for people. And then people get a taste of who you are and what you're bringing to the table, and they get excited, and it makes the dining experience that much more fun for them. And, yeah, like, we, we cater to people that want to have parties, have their family dinners there, um, really anything like that. Like, we're excited to do that and excited to bring that to the table for people. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's been really cool. Now, I feel like at this point, I need to make a note. You mentioned your grandma, who is 93 years old. There is a note on your website that even at that 
ripe age, she is still eating hot wings to this day, which I just say, good on her. Oh, man. I just hope to even make it to that age, much okay. less be crushing hot wings at that point. So, <laughs> yeah. shout out to Grandma. Like, yeah, that's impressive Grandma stuff. For sure. Yeah, Joyce Murphy, she's a she's a real one, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, she gets the, the Thai peanut sauce, which has a little spice to it, too. Yeah, that's got a little kick. Yeah, she smashes on them. She loves them. Well, it's like what she gets every time. <laughs> good on you, Joyce. You are stronger than I am. Uh, so let's get into the menu a little bit. And, and Adam, you kind of touched on this a little bit. There's pulled pork, pulled chicken sandwiches. There's wings. There's burgers, fries, fry baskets, salads, and then daily specials. Or maybe not daily specials, but weekly specials or different specials that get worked in at different times. As you guys were conceptualizing the restaurant, how did that menu start to come together? Um, so Tyler's brother, Jake and Ben, they're a catering company. So they kind of played around with the sandwiches and they've been wanting to do this for, for probably five years now. And so those two have, were the ones that really kind of created the menu and then just went from there and like kind of, I gave them a little feedback of what I thought, how the menu should go sort of thing. And then menu got created and then since we opened him and i've been trying to figure out how we can tweak things a little bit like if we want to add a couple more sides because right now we only have french fries or a side salad as our side um and like the specials you know what we want to do for the week um you know it's just been like somebody came in on saturday and they were like hey they had our ground mustard with i think it was a burger or something and they were like you know you should run a brat special with that brand with that ground mustard yes you and should. i was that like sounds delicious yeah and i was like that's a game day thing, you know, like Nebraska-Wisconsin game. Let them know we're going to, you know, like, yeah, we're going to run that brow special this, this Saturday. So, but, yeah, the, the menu just kind of came together with his brother and, and uh, Ben. And, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been great since we've been open, though. Definitely. And with, with our menu, the brilliance of it is, like, you get, like, uh, an American-Asian style, an American barbecue style, and then, a, like, a Mexican-American barbecue as well. And it really allows us to get really creative because then we can do, like, a Asian fusion dish or we can do a Mexican-style dish. Like, we've dropped burritos. We've dropped... Um, yeah, I mean, we've got an Italian yeah. dish with the chicken parm coming up this week. Um, yep. Done a tomato bisque, you know, roasted tomato with blue cheese bisque. Um, yeah. I know, like, specials-wise, we've talked about doing some soups, maybe do some dips, like some crab dip or maybe an art dip. Um but yeah, like uh, the like he was talking about, like with the different type of styles, like like it. That's what I love about it is like we got our traditional pulled pork or pulled chicken sandwich, which is barbecue style with our mayo slaw on top and bacon. But yeah, you can. Hey, I might be feeling like a Thai peanut chicken Asian slaw type sandwich. Like this is something that you don't see really, you know, in restaurants really. So like just even our whole concept of our restaurant, like, like I was saying, like we're not barbecue, but we do have barbecue sort of thing. So that's the concept that I like most about this place. Cause it is something that's very different, but it's not different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause the food is not different. It's just everything that we offer. You don't kind of see that variety of stuff in sandwiches or burgers and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And that was my first thought when I got, invited to come check the restaurant out by by a friend he's like hey i tried this place it's awesome you got to come try it so i was like okay sweet i looked at the menu and i was like okay this kind of looks like you know your normal bar type of food but then i started looking at it more closely and i was like yeah if i want to i can put like a mexican 
zing yeah. on a pulled pork sandwich or yeah. I can I can get a pulled chicken sandwich with like you said kind of like a Asian flair to it like mm-hmm. that is different and that's fun and I, I honestly hadn't seen that. So what we're talking about right now is if someone comes into Everett's, like you said, they can get a basic sandwich yeah. or they can get it Everett's way, one of three ways, which the Mexican has like a salsa, pico de gallo. The Asian has that Thai peanut sauce that we've referenced a couple times, which is excellent on wings. And then, yeah, there's one with slaw and bacon and barbecue sauce, kind of more like what you would expect. How, how did you guys like – where did that idea come from? Because I've not seen a restaurant do that where they're like, okay, here's a sandwich and you can order it these three different ways with these variety of toppings. Where'd that idea come from? Um, I think it kind of just goes back to Jake and Ben. Um, it was, it was kind of cool just to see like most, most restaurants you go to, they specialize in like a certain, like certain type of cuisine. So you go to an Italian restaurant, you know, you're going to get, Killer spaghetti, lasagna, stuff like that. Um, you go to a Mexican restaurant, you know what you're getting. But if you can simplify three different types of cuisine and do them very well, have attention to detail, like with our slaws, they're made to order. So you get that crunch. Um, all the pork, all the chicken is braised overnight for 13, 14 hours at a time. And so we can do it fresh because we can kind of set it and forget it almost. So everything's made fresh. Everything's, like, on point as far as sauces go. Everything, like, you can kind of streamline it, like, with our menu because it's not a big menu by any means, but Mm -hmm. it's streamlined so well that we can, like, do those three styles of food and do them very well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what our focus is. Because that was my first thought was like, okay, there's a reason that most restaurants aren't doing a bunch of different s- styles of cuisine. Because normally the more that you try to, the more styles of cuisine you try to incorporate, the less you do them well. Like you're going to do a watered down version of Asian food or a watered down version of Mexican food. But I think you guys can pull it off and keep everything at a very high level because the menu is condensed. We're not, you know, you're not throwing out a, an eight-page menu with 70 items on it or whatever. You guys got 15 or 20 items that you do super well, and that allows you to put all that focus and all that care on every individual dish and ensure that the quality is still high, even though you are incorporating several different styles of cuisine, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, to touch up on, like, the freshness, like, we're doing hand-cut fries every day, you know, so, like, our our French fries are, you know, we're taking a potato every morning and cutting 40 pounds worth of potatoes for French fries every day just to keep that, like, because people love our fries, and I've never actually had a home-cut fry until we opened up, and it's just, it's just such it's a... It's different. It is. Yeah, you it's crispy on the right outside away. and still got that fluffy airiness in on the inside, softness in on the inside, so... But yeah, like it, like you said, it is like very condensed. But we just focus on making sure that it's done really, really well of the dishes that we do. Yeah, yeah. and then we just incorporate into like you can get the fry basket, which is just basically like nacho fries, but it's with our barbecue style or Asian style or Hispanic style. So it's like it's that even condenses it even more because that's those dishes are still the what we're using for our main sandwich type of thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's uh 
yeah, like it does allow us just to focus on the simplicity, but simple can be very good. You know what I mean? Like when I talk about restaurants, I love local spots because I can spend $10 on a sandwich and be just as satisfied as spending like $25 on a piece of fish at a restaurant. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know where I'm going here with this, but um, yeah, like I do think the condensity and how small the menu is just does allow us to focus on making sure everything is done very, very well. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to play off that point as well, I feel like the customer, when they come in and they have a four page menu to look at, it's it overwhelming. Makes, yeah. It's it's overwhelming, yeah. and it makes it tough for them to make the decision on what to eat. And then most people, when they come to a new spot, I feel like they ask for a recommendation from the owner, from the chef, from the waitress, anyone who's working there. They usually want to like be like, what's your best thing you do? And sometimes it's tough because I think what we do, like everything has a different it, – it, everything hits a little different. But it's all done properly. Yeah. And that just, like, boils down to just being able to execute it and um, and prepare it properly. And everything is in the preparation, I think. Like, if you set yourself up for success and are able to execute the menu properly, then it streamlines everyone's job there. And all the customers leave happy. Mm-hmm. And it's easier on us having a smaller menu. It's easier on the customer. It's easier on the staff. And everything's just focused on. Like, it's nothing's, like, like you said, like, you can get kind of like a, like a low-grade Asian dish somewhere, or you can get it done right, the right way, by just doing it simply. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's... I think that's a big focus for us is just keeping it simple and then giving you a cool atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And I think that plays into the wing menu as well, because you go to like, you know, if you go to a Buffalo Wild Wings, I don't even know how many varieties of wing sauce they have now, like 25. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I would hate to be a server there and have to try and like (laughs) memorize all those, but you come into Everett's, you got four options Yep, and you not only does that make it easier on the diner to choose because it's like, okay, th- th- these are the four things. Like, I don't have to scroll through a ton. But you do have that sense that, okay, you know, maybe I can't get one of the Caribbean jerk sauce or what, whatever it might be at Buffalo Wild Wings. But I know these four sauces are going to be, like, well-developed. They're going to have different levels of flavor. Like, this is something that has been artfully crafted and time has been put into it because I don't have a lot of options. Like, this is what they're working on. And I love that you guys offer the the wings three different ways. They can just be ordered naked, or they can be fried and sauced, or they can be fried and grilled. What, like, what was the thought process between offering all those different ways to do wings versus just one? Um, I think with the wings, it was just, like, Omaha's a wing town. Like, Everyone loves their wings here, and if you can do them the right way, but not give them, like, kind of goes back to how our menu's set up, not give them an overwhelming amount of options and do it very well, um, but also give them the option to do it how they want. Like, I think that's what's cool about us is, like, 
you can come in and you can get it your way. But we show you the ways that we think are the best to get it. Mm-hmm. So, like, most people get them fried and grilled because most people like a char buff on their wing. Um, but also, like, not a lot of people like to get all sauced up, get all messy. So if you get them plain with the sauce on the side, um, they're going to be just as good. But it kind of just plays back to that, like, we want to take care of our customers. We want them to have the best dining experience they can. And we also take a lot of pride in our wings because they take a lot of time to prepare. Um, we brine them for 12 hours. Yeah, 12 to 14 hours in a brown sugar brine. And um, it kind of locks in that, like, tenderizes the meat. And then we cook them from raw. So it takes a little bit of extra time to prepare them to order. But, like, they are they are killer. They're amazing. Yeah. I'm immediately. Like, as soon as I bit into the, the Thai peanut one, I was like, this is, this is one of my favorite wings in Omaha. Like, with any sauce on it, I feel like it's just, like you said, it's prepared so well. But then, yeah, the sauces are just killer, man. Those are some good yeah, we wings. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think the brine, too, like the 12-hour brine yeah. really helps with the keeping it juicy and, like, with the sugar. It gives it just a little hint of sweetness. It's not, like, like right off the bat, but you can kind of taste it in. That really helps with the flavor of the wings as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I want to get into the concept behind Everett's and kind of how this restaurant came to be because I think that's going to be a really fun story to tell. But there's one last menu item that I have to ask you about, and that is Jill's Famous Brownie. This thing is awesome. It is just like, it is a chocolate bomb. It is like chocolate defined, and it is just decadent in all the right ways. So tell me, who, who is Jill? Like, how did this item come to be? Like, anything you can tell me about this, I want to know, because it's an amazing way to end a meal. So Ben, one of these silent owners, um, his mom, that was her brownie that she made as he was a kid growing up. And uh, she actually passed away a couple of years, too. So they wanted to add something from his mom as like the dessert because she was like a like I think she won a Betty Crocker bake off or something like that. Oh, like wow. she was quite the pastry chef. So we put that's her brownie that that we took from his mom. Yeah, honestly, um Ben makes the brownies. We don't even know the recipe for it. Yeah, like he, <laughs> really? yeah, he brings yeah. them down to us. Yeah, yeah. But um, well, that's because we don't have a KitchenAid either in the kitchen. Like we can't. Like eventually, we're gonna get a KitchenAid and we'll make them in in the our yeah. in Everett's. But yeah, that's kind of how we're doing it because it's such a small kitchen. We have very limited space in there. So yeah, yeah. But um, I think it was like what's really cool about it is it kind of falls back into like what Everett's is and it's family like. Like, the fact that we could carry on her name and her recipe and do it in such a way that, like, when you have that brownie, like, it's made with love. And I know, like, if Ben was here and he could tell you the story a little bit better than us, but, like, he's very tight with his family as well. And, like, so to be able to do something for, to, like, a remembrance of his mother is really cool and like it's the best brownie I've ever had like and I just yeah it's our restaurant but like how cool is that that you can do something like that where you carry on her name like it's an award-winning brownie it's like everything you want it's moist soft 
like the fudge yeah. and yeah, the that pears well with that vanilla yeah. ice cream. It's just well, unreal. And we're also going to bring the blondies as well, which is like a white brownie without mm-hmm. the chocolate with a little buttercream sauce on it. That just sounds just amazing. I can't wait till we get that in the kitchen and start offering that as a, another dessert. Because yeah. from Ben, they've been playing around, playing around with it in their kitchen and their catering kitchen. And he's been like, yeah, this brownie is it's it's dope like it's it slaps so yeah you guys are killing me like the last (laughs) thing i need after i come in and have a fry basket and some wings yeah is a brownie but i'm not uh, or like some blondies but now like i can't come in and not get dessert oh it's tough like when we're cutting the like just cutting them to have them ready so when there, somebody orders them, like, him and I are just, like, eating all the scraps <laughs> yeah. constantly. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I got, I can't cut brownies anymore. <laughs> like, you know, this is not good for me. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, all right, let's get into the background here. Uh, Adam, you kind of mentioned it earlier. This is an idea that has been in the works for, I think you said, five or six yeah, years. Where, like, where did the idea for Everett's originate and kind of how did it start to take shape and come to be? Okay, so his brother and Ben, they've been working together for probably around six or seven years. And both of them um, have been talking about running just uh, what Everett's is. And finally, Ben's dad was able to give him some money and they're like, all right, we want you to run this restaurant. We, you know, we'll, we'll let you know when it's going to open sort of thing. And this was around November of 2019. Well, COVID hit, so I was just kind of waiting around and see what happens. Like, all right, when are we going to get this restaurant thing going? And during that time, Tyler, Jake's brother, um, he comes up to Jake and he's like, hey, I want to run like a little barbecue joint. Like, and I found this place, which is where Everett's is at now. And Jake's like, hold on, we're, we're trying to run where Everett's is. So like, that's kind of how that kind of came full circle with Tyler and I running Everett's. Yeah, and so basically, um, like like he said, my brother and Ben have had this menu on deck for a very long time, been tweaking it, playing around with it, and um, we were just looking for the right spot to put the, put the restaurant because we didn't want an overwhelming, huge spot, something we could seat 50 people at a time, um, do a very streamlined menu, and it just so happened that um, my favorite bar I go to, the Broke Down Palace, um, the spot right next door to it opened up. And with the Broke Down Palace being there, I just, for 14 months, saw this place sitting vacant, nobody doing anything with it. And I'm like, man, this is, it's, it's a gold mine. It's set up perfectly. There's a door that opens to the bar so we can serve food to the bar. Um, and I just, I just, every time I saw it, I'm like, man, we need to do something with this. We need to do something. Like, someone someone needs to step in and do something cool here. And um, I finally got Jake to swing by and check out the spot. And, like, the kitchen wasn't big, but it had a kitchen hood. So, it made, like, that's a huge renovation. If you're going to renovate a kitchen, that's, you're talking thirty grand to put a hood in. So, having the hood there and then being able to have, the funds from Ben's dad and I put in a little bit of money of my own money and um, just having that that spot where you kind of already have the built-in clientele with the broke down palace a lot of those people are my friends um, people I care about and the two bar owners are two of my best friends I've known them for 12 plus years 
And so it really made it super easy to be like, let's do this here. And then, like uh, Adam touched on, I kind of wanted to do something, and I came to Jake. I was like, can you help me with the menu? I kind of want to do, like, a barbecue. I think it would be really cool. And he's like, well, wait a minute, man. Like, I have this menu on deck, like, and it's going to be unreal. And I'm like, let's go. I trust. Like, I've been eating my brother's food since he started cooking 25 years ago. And, like, I've learned a lot from him. I've worked under him in different restaurants before. So, like, I knew, like, when he presented the idea to me, showed me the menu, I was like, dude, hands down, let's go. Like, I... Like, I moved back from Colorado, where I lived there for six years and ran a lawn and landscape business, like, not even in the food industry. And um, it was just, it was my time to come back home, be be with my family, um, watch my nieces and nephews grow up. And it all just, it really kind of snowballed and came together within, like, like, it's been thought out for a very long time, but it all came together so quickly, like, Four months, like four months ago, this was like <laughs> the the birth of it, basically. Like we signed the lease. Wow. Did all the renovations, got everything ready to go. And like within a month, month and a half, I think after all the renovations were done, we got all the kitchen equipment, we we're up and running. So it was like, it's been a very like, very fast paced four months for us, but everything has already been so well thought out that it just allowed us to just go all in and it's been sweet. So just to be clear for everyone, uh, ever it's, if you're wanting to visit and you should want to visit, it's just off 90th and maple. Uh, that that's a good place to find. Of course you can always just use Google or whatever GPS you have to find it. But, uh, just wanted to make that note. I think it's it's just it's so crazy as you describe that story just seeing like all these different lines coming to intersect like you have this idea for the barbecue restaurant in your mind you happen to notice that this place next to your favorite bar is just empty for 14 months so you've kind of got those two ideas coming together and and you go to your brother and you talk to him and he's like well I've got an idea for a restaurant too and all these things just kind of like collide at once into yeah. just like a Almost like a, I want to say a perfect accident. Almost it's in perfect, some sort of a way. That, that's probably the best way you could have put it. Like the, it just the perfect storm of ideas and motivation and just putting the right puzzle pieces together. Because like having Adam as our chef, he crushes it. Like he's super good at what he does. And then the fact that he's worked with Ben and Jake before, knows what they expect. And then me, know, like, working with my brother, knowing what he expects, like, we all just have set a very high standard for what we're trying to do. But we also love love what we're doing. Like, it's such a cool experience, and to have the city of Omaha embrace us so much has been a really, like, like you just, words can't describe it, like, like, you you go into things like this, and I think with new ideas, you know there's going to be, like, roadblocks, speed bumps, stuff that you have to streamline, like, kinks you got to work out. But it's really 
been very effortless in the way that, like, like the way that the city has embraced us, the way our friends have embraced us, um, the bar next door, the community, just, like, that whole area of town, being close to Benson, like, it's been so cool. Like, you just don't expect it. Like, and it's really um, losing the, the word for it, but it's it's humbling. Mm-hmm. It's just very humbling because, like, you you do something that you love and you can wake up every day and go in. And, yeah, the hours are long, but, like, it's so easy to walk walk into that restaurant and just be like, all right, let's go. Yeah. yeah. This is fun. Like, it's just, it's fun. It's been super fun. When you say the city and the community have embraced you, what do you mean by that? Um, I mean, just, like, the Omaha Food Lovers page, um, especially just, like, and I don't want to sound cocky or anything like that. but no, just, no, by no means. But, like, every review we've gotten has been, a, like, out of this world, people talking about us, people, like, like, all our customers come up from, like, Omaha Food Lovers almost, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, like, or just, like, um, Ben, one day, um, a buddy he knows approached him and was like, hey, there's this new place in Omaha, you, y'all should check it out, and it was Everett's. What? And he didn't know that, like, yeah, he was a silent owner, and hearing stuff like that's always just like, yeah, that's that's awesome that, like, our name is being talked about among people and this sort of things. So, yeah, it's, like, on what he was saying, I think just, like, you know, we had somebody come in because uh, I think it was the head guy on Omaha Food Lovers was talking about us on the radio. And, like, just hearing stuff like that, just, like, it, it feels good. You know, you're like, oh, they're, they're, people are actually out there talking about, like, hey, you need to try out this new restaurant called Everett's. Because, you know, it's all about getting your name out there sort of thing, especially, like, in the beginning. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but, yeah, like, just stuff like that is, it's, like, humbling and it, like, you, like, makes you feel good because you're like, oh, yeah, people, people are starting to talk about Everett's. Yeah, so. the word of mouth thing has been huge for us because, like, in the beginning, like, none of us, I mean, we've all worked in restaurants, and we've all worked with food for good portions of our life, but none of us have ever, like, opened a restaurant. Yeah. Or, like, had that experience. Yeah. So it's like, you hear horror stories, I think, sometimes from different people of, like, the first year being brutal, and, like, in the first two months, just that that love we've gotten from everybody like we knew if we put out a good product and gave people a cool environment like that's all we can do and then the rest from there is kind of just word of mouth people talking about it and the buzz has been generated and it's real and it's a big shout out to um john stasny for helping us with our marketing because he is knocking it out of the park yeah like he Cause, and John Stasny with Wonton Johns. Um, he's been on the yeah. show several yeah, times. He's, been he's on a great show. guy. And, man, he's just, like, he's just passionate about what he does, and he wants to, um, he wants to help people succeed. And he's, like, without him, I don't think we'd be where we are um, as far as, like, the growth that we've seen in the first two months. But also just, like, Having friends and family that have your back like that and, like, just know who to talk to, know, like, what avenues to go down um, and can help you, like, because we've been trying to get on DoorDash and Grubhub and 
like doing the online ordering stuff like that where i will be completely honest i had no idea like i had no <laughs> idea what i'm doing and like to have someone help me and coach me in that like big shout out to john stasney that's he's he's been a super huge help for me and for adam and just our whole operation shout out to yeah. john he deserves yeah. it yeah shout out to john Hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender. It was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling 1-800-414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. So you mentioned you guys have a lot of restaurant experience between you two, between uh, the other owners as well, but not experience opening a restaurant. What were some of the most eye-opening things that you learned or maybe hadn't thought about previously that you kind of had to learn on the fly as you're opening Everett's? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, that's um, a great question. Like, I'd have to think about that for a second. Um, I think, uh, like, like knowing how to set up a kitchen, that, that kind of came, like, that came easy. Cause like we've all worked in the kitchen, we know like when you're in the weeds and you're you're busy, you just want that kitchen set up to be the most efficient for you. But then it's a whole nother ball game when you have to set up the front of the house because you want people to have a comfortable atmosphere, something cool to walk into, like a good vibe, and and that. If you ask me, that was kind of tough to come up with because you want to, like, you want to set it up to something like, man, if I'm if I'm going to a restaurant, this is kind of the atmosphere I'm looking for. So you, you take that idea and then you roll with it. And you can introduce, like, we have a lot of, like, old musicians, posters, stuff on the wall, a lot of wood accenting, um, low lighting, just, like, a very comfortable cool feel like down tempo low like kind of jazzy hip-hop music playing in the background just something that like you're not overwhelmed when you get there you don't have a million people like like you kind of seat yourself you you have someone come up to you right away smile at you make you feel good and like that I think None of us really kind of knew what to do with that. So it was like, well, let's just see how cool, like, of a vibe we can get. And it just, it, that came together so cool. Like, I have a buddy um, who just started a carpentry business, and he's super passionate about it. LJM Customs, if uh, you're looking for woodwork, 
check him out. My buddy Aaron Mosby, he does a great job. But he, um, like, he built two live-edge countertops um, and then, like, refurbished all our booths with old church pews. Um, like, we, like, that, like, all this stuff, like, you just don't think about it until you're, like, in the action of, like, building it out or doing it. And just how it all came together was really rad. Like, yeah, I will say, like, your vision on the dining room was it, what you accomplished was amazing because what that dining room looked like before was it's night and day. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, we're really going to have to make our food really good for people <laughs> yeah, to come in here yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, most definitely. And now it's just got this really cool atmosphere in the dining room when you walk in. So, yeah, like, his vision that he Tyler, that Tyler had and – what we did with it it's just like it's night and day difference from what it looks like now than what it looked like five months ago sort of thing i think that's something that a lot of diners take for granted i know that i certainly do like when you talk about you know we wanted to establish kind of a a laid-back atmosphere where families would be comfortable coming and dining i think when someone hears that description you start to have kind of a vision in your head of what that looks like, but it's hard to break down, break that down into all the individual components. But when you own the restaurant, you have to break it down into every individual component. You have to say, okay, what kind of chair is in a laid back restaurant? What kind yeah. of frame is around this, you know, uh, this picture on the wall? Like, what are we going to, what type of silverware are yeah. we going to serve that, or that are we going to use it? you know, says this is a classy establishment, but it's not super fancy. Like every one of those little details goes into the personality of a restaurant. And it's just, even just talking about it right now, like I feel myself getting overwhelmed. I cannot imagine making all those decisions. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, it was like, I had kind of a distinct vision in my head once, once we got the green light and like, everything was kind of ready to go. It was like, okay, so you have your budget and then you have your vision and like every, like just the, like the work my dad put in, the work Aaron put in, um, the contractors you have to hire out, like the people that you have to talk to and then pass in city codes, like, it's very it was very overwhelming and it honestly kind of stalled us a little bit but not in a bad way cuz it it allowed us to like like with our menu and our food it's a huge attention to detail and so with the front of the house kind of being my responsibility as like the GM owner like I knew that I couldn't skimp on the detail as well like so having the attention to detail like having that family friendly, but also like a fun environment. Like you don't want it to just be like, you want it to be lively. Yeah. You want it to be lively. You want like, you want people to feel that from you. Like I feel like when people walk in there, like I love greeting everyone with a smile, like letting them know, like, thank you so much for coming here. Like it's, it's, it's a huge like a huge compliment to have someone walk into your establishment and especially like 
the first few months, you're feeling it out. You're like figuring out who your clientele is. And that's the beautiful thing about our clientele is it's like you can have a young kid come in and their parents like these kids are the pickiest eaters I've ever like it's unreal. And then they smash one of your hamburgers and eat all their fries like well, we that's did a good something feeling, right. yeah. And then you and then you have the other walk of life, which is like cool because it's like named after our grandfather. So you have like the older generation, older folks. They come in, they see all the pictures of Bob Dylan, the Grateful Dead, like all these old musicians, and they're like, "Man, we used to go see those guys live." Or like, um, they like they aren't knowing what to expect from Everett's because like with the name Everett's, like it's not Everett's Kitchen. It's not like the it, like it's that was something that we've kind of rolled with the punches on is like. When you hear Everett's and you kind of see our building, it doesn't really look like a restaurant until you get in there, until you eat the food, until you feel the vibe. Like, and so to be able to like cater to all walks of life, no matter who you are, and be able to provide you with something that you're gonna love, a cool experience you're gonna enjoy, and not break your bank, like. I think that made everything so much more simplified and a lot easier on me, a lot easier on him because it's just, it's fun to work. Like, it's fun to go in and put out this awesome food because, like, at the end of the day, I mean, if you don't love what you do, then it's, like, why are you doing it Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And it's been a really cool, like, change change of pace for, I think, all of us and, I don't know. Like, I think, I think we have a really cool thing with Everett's. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, and I just, I would love to have everybody come check it out. If you like it, you like it. Adam, I wanted to ask you, going back to the beginning, I, I know that you had some connections with the Teeson family, but uh, off the mics, I think you said you were in Georgia yes. at the time when this idea like originated. So when they come and pitch you on this concept of this restaurant and they're like, we, we want you to come work here. Like what were your thoughts? What, what made you leave Georgia and come to Omaha, Nebraska? So I'm from Lincoln originally, uh-huh. but um, yeah, when they pitched me the idea and I was just like, yeah, let's do this, you know, sort of thing. Like I, I jumped in like, like from the very moment they told me they were opening up this restaurant. And, uh, but when COVID happened, like I was like, all right, you know, because I was just sitting and, you know, like, I'd never thought I'd move back here. But this, them having me run the kitchen at Everett's was the only way I'd come back to Nebraska, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I was I was on board from the beginning. It was just kind of waiting around to try to find the right building or the right restaurant, you know, what we're going to pay for lease-wise sort of thing. And then COVID happens, and I'm like, well, I'm just sitting here, you know, waiting for the phone call to, like, all right, we found something sort of thing. But, yeah, from the very beginning, I was – I was like, all right, I guess I'm going back up to the cold sort of thing, you know? So, like, there was no, like, like, ah, should I do this or not sort of thing. It was just like, yeah, let's, this sounds awesome. We can make this happen. Let's make some money off of it sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, I was, it was, I'm glad I came back, and it's been fun opening this thing up for, you know, I've been back since July. But, yeah, it's, uh, it was running, I've been working in a kitchen, but, like, running a kitchen, like, 
like there's no one above me. It's been it's been fun. It's been a fun journey so far. Yeah, it's been really cool to watch Adam like like be more create like find his creativity with it and like allow him to be creative cuz like when you're working in a restaurant like I think for him and I we've always kind of worked under somebody but we know how to like get the food out properly and like do what we do but now that it's our show it's been a lot more fun to like like tweak things and do 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 things a little different how we've always kind of wanted to do them. Yeah, and, and you care more yeah. as well. Like, you know, I've always worked at a country club, and, you know, I was the one that was always doing the specials and everything, and, you know, you get so busy, but, like, there's no return for that. You know, like, here, there's return because it's, it's ours sort of thing. You're you know? invested like, in exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. And that, that makes it so much, like, more enjoyable, even just even getting up, like, I don't think I've had a day where I'm like, man, I really, really, really don't want to be here today, you know, sort of thing. Like, I'm like, some days I'll be like, ah, I'm a little tired, but like, it's like, you know, this is ours, you know. Yeah. So that's that's the cool thing about it is like, you, yeah, we really do care about the love that we're putting into the food to make sure that it's amazing and just that just the whole time you're there, it's just a, an amazing time that you're there from the moment you step in, you know, good service chill vibes and then eat and then you know just that's that's what i want i know that's what tyler wants like that's kind of like that's just makes it so much more enjoyable to go to work yeah and i think another thing that's cool that i've seen with adam because like adam and i didn't know each other four months ago Mm -hmm. like adam worked with my brother and, and ben and um obviously with it being my brother like i didn't even really know ben that well um, but getting to meet these guys and know these guys and hear their stories and like also getting to see Adam come home and like you like reconnected with a bunch of family, mm-hmm. been able to see them. And like that's been cool for me to watch, you know, like to see the like and like we work well together to like, man, if you need some time to go do some things like take some family time, like like we both know how to do the kitchen and the front. Like we both know how to kind of operate everything. So we can work well together and like give each other that freedom to like, man, if you need a night off, like I don't want you to get burned out. Like I, and I think we do that with all our employees. Like we want all our employees to like feel the love that we want our customers to feel. Cause like, if you have a happy, like go lucky, like, good staff they're gonna they're gonna do wonders for you as well like they're gonna put that extra care into taking care of the customer that extra care into cleaning because like there's so much that goes into like running a restaurant day in day out like you want to make sure your bathrooms are clean you want to make sure your space is clean like everything is streamlined for your customers so that they literally don't have to do it any work when they go there because they're they're there to enjoy it yeah like so all that stuff is just as important as the food like yeah. customer service you know like somebody could say don't go to Everett's the server you know they were horrible it was horrible service I'm never going back and like the food could be just as good so like everybody's leaving having a good time like loves the place everything so like you know just I I don't know where I'm going with this but like 
I didn't realize like, all right, like all of it has to be like at top notch. No, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he was just talking about like just even having making sure bathrooms are clean sort of thing, like just yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that attention to detail because people notice it. And like I've had customers talk about it like they're like a clean, like comfortable space is is just as important as the food is just as important as like like you just you want that whole experience and to be able to pay attention to that and know that and like have people notice that is really rewarding like that's that's more rewarding than like people spending their money on our food like when it comes down to it yeah you run a business because you want to make a profit but it's even cooler when you can give someone an experience, mm-hmm. I think. It's like it's not just about going, getting some food, and then going home. Like, you want an experience. Right. I agree with that 100%. All right. I want you guys to take me back a couple months to the first day as you're getting ready to open. I mean, this is a this is an idea that's been in the works for years. It's, it's a dream that you've had, Adam, you moved back halfway across the country to be a part of this and the door is open for the first time. I I cannot even imagine like the, the feelings, the butterflies, the excitement that's going on. Just take me back to that first day. What do you remember most about that day? Okay, so we had a soft opening before we opened. Right. And I just remember being, like, really nervous. And I'm very, like, hard on my food. Like, I think I'm like, oh, there's something wrong with it, you know? Like, so I remember when we opened. You're a perfectionist. Exactly. And, like, I was just getting super nervous. And I'm, like, like having him try. I'm like, it it doesn't taste that well. And he's, like, you know, like, he's then he starts thinking it. And then, like, everything goes on. Everybody loves it, you know? Like, I'm just overanalyzing everything. Like, that was probably the first thing I remember about the soft. Like, I've never been that nervous just to cook food in my life sort of thing. But, yeah. like, once you got going into it and everybody's loving everything, and then it's just, it's been gravy since then. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, yeah, when we were, uh, when we were preparing, because I, like, for, like, the first or second Husker game, I think yeah. it was, we just did um, food through our, like, our service window to the bar, and we just did our simple and delicious and a side of fries, and that was all you could get. Like, we just wanted people to try it out. We wanted to kind of get the feel for the kitchen, get the feel for how, like, the POS system worked, um, kind of work out some kinks before we went live. And, yeah, I'm, both of him and I were like, oh, man, like, wh- like, yeah. is this is this pork too dry? Like, yeah, what's going on? Like, it was, yeah, him and I were, we were panicking a yeah, little bit. And then when the food bit, went, yeah. everybody loved it. It was just like, the, but that's yeah. kind of how, like, I am. Like, even when I make a special, I'm always like, oh, I could be a little better than he tries. And he's like, no. Like, he likes yeah. to say slaps at all. He's yeah. like, yeah, no, that yeah. soup slaps. So I'm like, all right, all right, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that goes back to what you were talking about, I don't know when it was, 10, 15 minutes ago or whatever. Like, w- now it's your kitchen. It's your food. It's your name that's on it instead of you're, you're not cooking someone else's food, you know. So there's that extra level of ownership where yeah. you have a pride in it. And it's not like a conceited pride, but it's like – I want to do the best possible job on this because this food is a representation of me, of my skills, of my training, of my care for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of like, yes, like you were saying, like, it's re- it's so rewarding to, like, have your own restaurant because I've been in the industry for, like I said earlier, 20 years, but, like, I know I can cook good food, but, like, 
when it's yours, like I get to see the reward from it being like our restaurant sort of thing. So like that is just so, and it like, it makes it like I was saying earlier, like just being at work is, it makes it even that much better. Cause yeah. you want to make sure that like, just as far for me personally, like the food wise, I want to make sure every dish is on point every yeah. single time sort of thing. Yeah. And it's just so fulfilling. It's yes. a lot more fulfilling. Like when, cause like, I love to eat. And I know you love to eat. Oh, yeah. I think Who doesn't all, love to eat? We all love to eat. And, like, you don't, like, you have your staples. You have places that you go that you love. But, like, when it's yours, like, I feel like you kind of go that extra step. Or you go, like, you just, you put a lot more love and care into it. And if you don't, then you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where, like, we know, we, we're we not going to let this fail. There's too many people that have put too much blood, sweat, and tears into this. Too many people that have had our backs. Like, people that care about what we're doing to where, like, we carry, we carry that weight in a beautiful way. Like, we, we want to make everyone proud of us. Like, I know I, I take a lot of pride in everything I do. I know he does, too. And that right there, like, that makes it all worthwhile. Because, mm-hmm. like, you have that little extra, like, this needs to be on point. It needs to be on point. And if it's not, then everything else kind of falls apart. So, like, like he said, like, our attention to detail, like, our, our care for it is I think it's showing in our food and the experience that you get Mm -hmm. when you come down. Now, obviously, Everett's is still a very young restaurant, but I'm sure it's not, what it is now is not exactly what you planned the day that it opened. There have been things that have had to change. What has maybe been the biggest way that you've seen the restaurant evolve since you opened? Um, I think so, like, I think our initial idea was a, an order at the counter spot that you come up. We got a big menu board. Like, you come in, you order at the counter, and then you kind of self-serve. But I think people go out to eat and want to, like, have that, like, that catered vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, where they're taken care of. And so... Like, I think within the first week, we switched that up, and we were like, no, you can't, like, feel free to pick your favorite seat in the restaurant, come in and, like, take a seat, check the menu out, we'll grab you a drink. But, like, doing the full service type thing, because we set it up, we really did set it up to kind of be, like, an order at the counter spot. You can still do that, but I think, like, setting it up more as a, like, full service restaurant as compared to and like with it being a smaller space you can have one to two servers and everyone gets taken care of very well um like and we can all like the people that are working can vibe off each other and have fun and like that's been the funnest thing for me because like when you do order at the counter you kind of get that like that separation of like you don't get to talk to people like there's less connection for sure. There's Mm -hmm. less connection. And like, 
So not have like being able to make that connection with your customers, like talk to them, like, and you can read you like most people you can read like they, like they just want their food. They don't want you to spend the extra time to just sit there and talk to them. They just want their solitude and that's fine. But there's also those people that want to talk to you for a half an hour or want to like hear the story of Everett's. They want to know why you're doing this, what, what, drove you to do this and so that the evolution of that and not like having it be so impersonal I think has given us a cool like a cool edge and the fact that we can like make you feel so comfortable there and then the food is comfort food like it down to down to the desserts like from top to bottom just all comfort foods we we do serve like um alcohol and we do we just do like beer and wine and seltzers but like they're all domestics but we got all the domestics like whatever like so when you come to Everett you can get whatever you want like you can and we can cater that to you cuz it's it's really not that tough for us like and we want to do that for you and i think that's that's kind of the cool evolution of it cuz like I like having like I love having a good server. Like when I go out to eat like it kind of makes it makes it more enjoyable like you can there's more of a relationship with the restaurant yeah. as opposed to you if you order at the counter and then you go sit down someone will bring out your food but that's you basically get those two touch points, and that's it. Right. But, yeah, like you said, when it's a full-service restaurant, there's almost a relationship that you develop with your server. When you come into Everett's, Tyler, you're walking around. I've seen you every time I've gone in there. You've come up to the table more than once and just asked how things are going. You've been willing to converse if if the diner wants to. Like, I've seen that, and that does give the restaurant more of a – more of an atmosphere, more of a vibe, and just more of... It makes it more of an experience than a meal, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Um, Two more questions I want to ask you guys before I get you out of here, and these are things that I'd love to ask every guest, so I think it's going to be interesting to get you guys' perspective. First question, what is one thing about working in the hospitality industry that you think most diners don't understand that you wish they did? Hmm. Ooh, I think um, I think a lot of people think they could work the line and just like of being able to time all the food together and remember like if, let's say you work grill at a steakhouse you got to make sure that you have like five New Yorks two of them are medium rare one's medium and and two are medium well like you got to there's a lot going on in your head that you got to like remember and what you're doing and you're just flowing and making sure that it all like comes together when you're plating a table sort of thing. That would be mine. I don't know about for you. I don't know. I kind of get, um, I think just like, uh, the hours you don't see us open. Yeah. Like, um, like, and I'm sure this goes for pretty much every restaurant owner, every restaurant, restaurant worker. Um, just the, the time, that you spend there that is behind closed doors. Like, like it's a labor of love for sure. And 
I don't think, like, I think a lot of people go into a restaurant, they think it's just, like, a simple, like, like, I come in, I order the food, you serve me the food, you cook the food, you go home. But, like, like the long hours we spend prepping the food, the long hours we spend, like, making sure everything's buttoned up, mopping the floor, cleaning cleaning the place. Like, it's it's a huge labor of love, but I think as far as, like, I know, like, when I go into a restaurant – before I owned a restaurant, you don't see that. Like, you go in and you kind of, like, you think there's not that many moving parts, but, like, there are a lot of moving parts. <laughs> a lot of moving parts. And, um, yeah, just, like, the fact that we can cater to customers, give them what they want, but, like, and I, I say this for all restaurants, like, just be understanding of like the labor of love that it, that goes into it. Cause it's a lot of work and it's a lot of like attention to detail, a lot of um, sacrifice, a lot of time away from family, a lot of time away from friends. You don't get to do like, cause we like, it's not a nine to five thing. Mm-mm. Like it's a, you get there early in the morning. You don't leave till late at night. And you kind of sacrifice a little bit of your life, but when you're passionate about it and you're doing something you love, then it's really not that big of a deal. Like, because your friends will come see you. Your family will come see you. But just, like, I just, I want to show the respect to all the other restaurant owners in this statement of, like, we see what you're doing. Like, like, from one restaurant to another, we see what you're doing. We know the time that it takes and the effort that it takes because it's hard. Like it, and there's, it's a grind. And I just, I think people who don't work in the industry or don't see that, don't know that or can't relate to that. But just, and like with anything that you do in life, like it's a, like, like works work for sure. But, just be compassionate to those people because they they want to do something cool for you. And, I like, I've seen it on Omaha Food Lovers. I've seen it on, like, all the, all the restaurants that you spotlight. Like, people are doing some really cool things. Yeah, for sure. It's like, very cool things. Like, um, and I think just, like they're not necessarily a lack of respect, but just a unknowing, like people take it for granted. Exactly. Yeah. People take it for granted. Like how much actually goes into doing what we do mm-hmm. as restaurant owners, as workers, even down to like your bus boys, people washing dishes. Like it's a lot of time spent and, a lot of time away from doing the things that you really want to be doing with in your leisure time. Cause you really don't get much of that. And that's fine. Like I think I'm fine with it. Like I, cause I, I love what I'm doing there. I think the same goes for you, Adam. Oh, yeah. I, 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 it's awesome. This yeah. has been an awesome experience the last two months since opening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
But it's just, yeah, I just, I think people need to know that, like, the the workers in the restaurant industry, like, they if they're passionate about what they're doing, they're breaking their back for you. Like, I just want you all to know, like, it's a labor of love, but we love what we're doing. We wouldn't be doing it if we, if we didn't, like, if we weren't passionate about it, we wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think... You just summed it up beautifully because the last question I was going to ask is what is your favorite part of being in the restaurant industry? But I think you guys just answered that. It, it, it is a labor <laughs> of love. It's You have ownership over this thing and you get a chance to give people that experience that, you know, that your family and your, your grandpa would have really enjoyed. And I think that that's just a beautiful thing. I would encourage anyone listening to this, check out Everett's. Like, get out... Follow him um, on Instagram. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. I believe it's Everett's, yes, Everett's.Maple on Instagram. Definitely give them a follow. You'll be able to to check out Chef Adam's specials that he's putting out there. And Thank you. Yeah, there's some, there's some good-looking stuff, trust me. Uh, you get to see the beautiful pictures that John is taking. And it, it just really is a cool place. It, it's a very laid-back vibe. It's a place you can take your family. It's a place you can take your buddies for a game, grab some beers and some wings. Like, it, it's a multifunctional restaurant, and I think that's part of what makes it special. So I thank you guys both so much for, for putting in the hard work to getting it up and running. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah, today. This was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, this was, was awesome. Yeah, this was, yeah, a, this was a good time. Yeah, I think uh, just – not knowing much about podcasts, this has been awesome. Like, just being able to talk about our restaurant and talk about what we love to do. Thank you for the opportunity to let us do that. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank Omaha, you. as always, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.